0: 12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy.
1: Let's start off with the All Blacks, of course. Uh, Ian Foster and Adi Savia from their press conference. Uh, First of all, Coach Foster, he was asked if there was a temptation to limit the changes, given that there was a loss, a very famous loss, against France in their first game.
2: Uh, no, no, we've, we've sort of had a plan about how we wanted to approach this. We've also had to um, adapt that plan, I guess, based on injuries um, and, and who's coming back. But uh, no, we're, we're pretty satisfied that, you know, we obviously need to, need, need to rebound from round one. But that's OK. We, we've just got a, it's a key game for us to, to get right. And so we've selected it accordingly.
1: He's also mentioned that in the first game it was absolutely dominated by kicking we've talked about that a lot on the show this week there was only 27 minutes of ball in play time is that something that they're looking to change
2: uh look we'd love to but I think you've um, you know it's been it's, it's, I think round one was dominated by by the conditions by the heat by by humidity and it wasn't the easiest thing to do um, so there was a lot more kicking I mean I think in our game there's A massive amount of kicking I'm not sure I've seen a a test match like that so you know I think the weather's gonna it looks like it's gonna cool down a little bit um uh we still want to play our game it's a combination of ball in hand and and kicking and and we've got to be cognizant of the fact that defences that want to come up quite quick and shut you down so you've still got to play a kicking game but um certainly we'll be looking to you know to try to execute what we want to do really really well
1: he was also um, asked about Sam Whitelock's wonderful achievement. He is matching Richie McCaw's record.
2: Yeah, look, it's a it's a massive um, occasion for for Sam and for us as a team. You know, like I think he's, you know, he's been a, a sort of a warrior for this team for obviously a long time. Um, and, and to equal someone like Richie's uh, test matches for, for the All Blacks is a massive achievement. So I know how much it, well, we all know how much it means for him to put on a black jersey. And to do it for the 148th time is, is a very special occasion. So, you know, one that, uh, you know, we just want to make sure we put a performance on that that uh, that, that uh, gives that sort of uh Recorded a, a lot of respect, and um, and then celebrate it with him afterwards. So, but I think just want to pass on to him and and, and his family. Um, just uh, you know, it's a great honour what he's
1: achieving. Last week's Captain Adi Savia. He was asked about Sam Whitelock's achievement and what he what what the big man means to the team. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you yeah, know he's been around <laughs> <quite> a lot of time obviously, but something that I really. Um, admire and, and obviously look up to is the way he's um, goes about his money. Obviously, everyone knows he's a he's a hard worker and he works hard. But for me, I think just seeing him being able to grow and and adapt. To, obviously, he's been here since the likes of Richie and Rita and Ed, um in this team. And then you've got the younger generation coming through. And something that I've observed of Sammy is the way he's able to relate to everyone and try and understand other people and, and other cultures and, and whatnot. And that's something that kind of, for me, is, I look at that, I'm like, yo, I got your back. Um, so uh, that's something that I really admire about Sammy. And for him to be able to do this milestone, uh, I know for him, he, he will reflect on it after the game, but yeah, it's a huge honour for him and his family.
1: And of course we've got a few injury concerns in the camp as well. Coach Foster was asked uh, for updates on both Sam Kane and Geordie Barrett.
2: Uh, probably not that close. You know, I think he's certainly progressing well um, but probably not as close as we would have liked to, to be fit on Friday. So, um, And you know, because we're, we're judging their process at the start of the week really and he just wasn't as smooth. He had a couple of days that he, that he sort of plateaued but the last two days have been really good. So um so we're hoping that uh, you know, we would like to think that he's getting back into training next week. He's um, was certainly moving around well and running around the park today on the, on the sideline better than what he was two days ago. So signs are really positive. Yeah, Geordie's the same. Um, look, to be fair with Geordie, it's a it's a knee that's um, that's not too bad, but it's it's just it's just the jarring of it that irritates it, and so. We've had a chance to really just take him out this week and not try to even test it. So um, we'll be doing that next week in, in Bordeaux when we're there. But, um, but he, he's actually behaving himself really well. I thought he'd get very impatient being Geordie Barrett, but he's actually doing pretty good.
1: Ian Foster also asked to comment on the stats of teams that only hold on to the ball for 20 seconds or three phases. Is that a surprise to him and his coaching team and how do they combat it? Yeah, look, it's the, the
2: thing is we, we don't coach by stats, but we use stats. And so stats give you an idea of, of how other teams are going and how you're going. And, um, you know, we, we've got a clear idea. If you look at, you know, the, the way we play, we've always been a team that's we, we've looked to strike early in phases. Um, if you look at the two tries we got against France, um, very much about that. Um, and and you and I think the conditions meant it became harder and harder to play a multi-phase game and those, when it was hard to actually control the ball you saw the, the ball sort of pop out in contact not only in our game but just about in every game in that first round so you had to be really careful that when you did want to play a retention game that you were doing it in the right ends of the park and you were doing it in a situation that you still I think had momentum so... I think you've got teams that if they're not going forward, they're going to probably kick a lot more than perhaps what they usually would. And maybe there's a a good lesson for us there.
1: Also asked to comment on the need to improve through the pool stages, obviously starting this weekend.
2: I I wouldn't use the word experiment. We certainly, we've got um, a couple of areas we want to really focus on. And probably not going to share what they are just yet. But I mean, there's... There's facets of our game, I think, in, in pool play. You've got to make sure you grow your game. You've got to get, and, and at the same time, you've got to get your performance right, grow your game, and um, be forward-looking. And so there's things we've taken out of, you know, part of our plan of the last two or three games is there's some areas that we actually feel we need, we need to get a bit more of an edge in. So that there's, this, this is a game, a chance for us to do that. So... Um, and so, yes, you overemphasise a couple of areas when you go into, to the. well, we will be this game, but it's important that we get, that we get th- those focuses right, but at the same time get the balance of, of winning a game of rugby that we really want to go out and,
1: and perform well and do. And finally, he was asked, is there something that this group of All Blacks needs to find in terms of confidence or identity?
2: I don't think so I think it's there I think it's um you know we've had we, we've had uh we had a really tough start I mean the South African test like I keep talking about it but I think it was a, a in between a, a championship and a World Cup I think we there were a lot of variables in that game that delivered that performance so um and I think that but we went into that France one and I, I think there are enough signs that we're we, we understand our game I think we've got to do some more adaption to, to conditions that's one thing I think that um, um, you know we, we still want to play and, and but we've also you know we know that in, in those big games you've got to get some basic things right you've got to get your set piece right and um, and if you're if you start to creak there, or you you misinterpret what the refs wanting, and and, and you're not quick to adapt, then that that generates pressure on a team, and and I think that was the, the uh, one of the big lessons or well, the learnings for us in that in that France game, and so we've got to get that right, and so I've probably given you a pretty good clue about what's a big focus for us on Friday, and um and that probably reflects in the selection of. You know, sticking with, um, you know, the four props largely that we use, and, and we, we need to fix up some areas there. So, and I think once you get a couple of they get consistency in those big rock parts of your game, I think the rest of the game is sitting there ready, ready to go. But we've got to show that.
1: Can we get through a press conference without learnings? That's that's the big challenge for this rugby world cup. Uh, the All Black team. If you hadn't caught up with it, uh, interesting. Bowdoin Barrett. I knew Caleb Clark was playing, but he's right wing. Leicester Whionuku, left wing. And midfield of Anton Leonard-Brown, then David Havili. Damien McKenzie, which is an interesting one. Um, he's 43 times capped. This will be his first World Cup start. Of course, he was out with an ankle injury last time. It's just his fifth match in the All Black 10 jersey. So a lot of focus on him. Hope he has a great game. Hallelujah, Cam Roygaard in the 9 jersey. Ford pack of Adi Savia, Dalton Papali'i will play open side Luke Jacobson in the six. Whitelock and Ritalic will lock the scrum in a front row of Lalala, Tuungofasi, and Samasoni Tokyaho will be your hooker and on the bench Dane Coles, Ethan DeGroote, Fletcher Newell, Scott Barrett, Tupovai, Aaron Smith, which was interesting to me. Richie Moonga and Rico Yuani, that is the All Black Squad. And of course the Namibia game is on Saturday morning, seven o'clock and we will have live commentary here on SCNZ. Dan McCarty and Justin Marshall, they'll be in the stand, they'll bring you the flavour, they'll bring you the excitement, they'll bring you the atmosphere, and they'll bring you a 60-point win for the All Blacks over Namibia. We shall take a break. We've got more coming on the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour.
0: 12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy.
1: Text from Petty says, uh, thanks for sharing the important insights from the Blacks press conference, Staffy. Up the ABs. I love the ABs. And up the WAs. You're loving life at the moment. And we will have this every hour of the Rugby World Cup, Petty. Thank you very much for your text message. Into the spring box we go now. And Big Jim, um, who's doing a wonderful job over there, he probably doesn't even know he's doing a wonderful job for us, but he's getting uh, some very impressive guests. His latest one overnight was Skulk the wonderful former Springbok Lucy. First question from Jim to Skulk, can anyone beat these Springboks?
4: Um, I think you know, we're one of those teams that no one really wants to play against, because we're relentless and, and, and we're so competitive, and I think we've found a style that's really good for us, but... We're not a one-trick pony anymore. You know, we can really play with, you know, personnel changes that's coming at 10, and look at our outside backs, uh, they can finish. Um, let's put it this way. We don't want to be arrogant about it, but this box side uh, I think, can beat any team at this World Cup. If they play uh, like they did the last three week, three games they've played, uh, I think we're going to be very hard to beat. So, no, not too worried.
1: And also asked him, um, <clears throat> excuse me, who or what is responsible for South Africa, undeniably peaking at World Cup time?
4: I think there's a couple of factors to this. The fact that we select players based abroad. You know, in between World Cups, we get you know them together for two, three weeks at a time before they've got to jet off to Japan. You know, that's extended per This Bok team would be together for uh, about 20 weeks non-stop. We play with something extra. You know, we, we sort of really good at digging up where we come from, what we're we playing for. Everyone's is different um, and I think this team is no different to teams of pass where you know they uh, are stronger together is their slogan uh, and I think it's really apt for where we are as a country and, and, and these players respond to that.
1: Uh, the background noise you can hear they're walking along a beach if you're wondering what that, that noise is. Crunchy sand and a few waves etc. You uh, uh, asked Skulk about his relationship uh, and insights on Sia Khaleesi.
4: The weirdest thing is like, Sia came through uh, to Western Province and then obviously the incumbent you know, open-sider was myself but there was also Dwayne Vermillion and François, we were, we were the back row forwards. And Sia came through and from a young age you re- reckoned like, okay if we channel this guy's energy correctly he's going to be a great little player. I mean not thinking that you know, he's going to be captain, uh, um, you know, statesman, world cup winning captain, Icon. But, icon. Uh, but, but like you sort of just put effort in like you would do every, every youngster, take him out for beers, he's got to make some mistakes, <laughs> you know, sort of guide him into like how to do certain things, how not to do certain things. And you, allow, you must allow players to do these mistakes because I think often at the, at the modern day rugby play is so boxed and he's so straight cut that you almost need a release valve. What is that release valve? We've all got vices. Mine is drinking yeah. lagers. Jim, you would know. Um, but there's a photo where we were at, uh, with a box, we were playing a test match in Port Elizabeth and we had grey PE, CR's 14 at the time. I've got the big blonde locks, believe it or not, there was. I love uh, the locks. Yeah, uh, you didn't dye them, did you? That no, was... No, it was all natural, wasn't all natural, it? Yeah. Sun, sunlight? yeah. Sunlight? Yeah. Um, and um, I gave him an autograph and afterwards he was like, that was his moment that sort of said, he wants to become me or wants to become a springbok. You didn't know. It, and, and I think looking back at the photo, it's such a cool thing. Like when I was a youngster, you always sat around Kornay Krisha, uh, Bob Skinstead, Osterant, Percy Montgomery, and you try to pick their brains at where they are. Um, and, I, and I guess the game hasn't changed.
1: Yeah, interesting, isn't it? He's held in such high esteem, Sia Khaleesi. Um, of course, we know even Elizabeth is under an injury cloud, so the potential loss of Ezebeth and also the the strength of the South African locks.
4: Too much clarity on it, but uh, by the quick little conversation I had, I think it's so an AC joint injury. So he hopefully he's back in a couple of weeks. And I tell you, it's quite a big loss for us because, you know, the bomb squad got born out of having, in our view, the four best locks in the world between Lodiagher, Eben Beth, Franco Mostert and uh, R.G. Snowman, who looks like a... Oh, yeah, he looks like a... That's it, how you'd want to look if you well him and both of them together. That's 100. how I'd want to look. look. He looks a bit like a Viking, doesn't yeah. he? He's also got the go-go gadget arms and gets the offloads out of everything. But like that's how the bomb squad was formulated, it's like, okay, let's get the four locks involved every weekend. Between him and the other locks, proper play. And also like often you you underestimate the work rate that he's got. Balls go, goes up in the air gym. He's leading the line for us mm. often. So yeah, it's a big loss, not only from that, but from a leadership perspective.
1: Big Jim also asked them to name his one best player in the Springbok team. He, he ended up naming a few, but uh, let's get Scott Berger's thoughts on the best players in the Springboks.
4: Malcolm Marks. i tell you, I tell you why. Uh, for a long time, we thought like his biggest impact will come off the bench. Like Oji's name and will probably only uh, exclusively play him off the bench. And the impact he brought for us was enormous off the, off the back of Bongi and Umbanambi. Um, and I think this year, due to a couple of things, Bongi, quite playing to the level that he's done in the past, allowed Malcolm to get a starting berth, and he's stepped up and it's been phenomenal for us. Uh, it really is world, world class. Who else? Um, I've, I've got to go this year. I've got to go Peter de Toy. because mm. um, he's really playing exceptional rugby once again. Sort of came into the, the season, you would say probably be a little bit underdone, but he's been incredible in every single game he's played. Uh, even Elizabeth, although he's injured now, I think has been has been phenomenal. Um, and then we can't look past our outside backs at the minute. Uh, how about Mani Money Box? No look, kick pass. Uh, you know, it's it's impossible to defend those type of things. So.
1: There he is, um, Skoltberger, last one, last one. South Africa against Ireland is looming as the biggest uh, group match for them. Normally a game that they'd take care of quite comfortably. But Skoltberger was asked, does it feel different this time around at this Rugby World Cup?
4: No, you can't say that ever uh, against Ireland. Um, look, they've been one of our sides actually and I, and I think it's the thing that really stands out it's the contrast in styles. Ireland's all about attack, managing the ball. You know, it's it's quite a simple attack until they play out the back balls, but they set up so fast an attack and they hold on to it for so long that you, they put you under pressure. And against us, we're unique in the way we defend. So when we play them, it's about our defence, how we're going to handle their attack. And, and I think we, we're good enough to do that. Um, but we've seen in the past, especially when they come up against New Zealand Island, seem to have the best and they boss the ball for what seems to be 80% of the time. We can't afford that, so we've got to force them into areas. And the whole mantra about the box is to put them under so much pressure that you cough the ball up. We, we do it to get a turnover, and off the back that we, we're kind of punching sides. So it's fascinating watching those games, and I, and I think we'll be quietly confident that we can put them under pressure. Talking of pressure, Ireland in Rugby World Cups. Yep.
1: Sorry about that. That wasn't a great answer, so we're not going to play it to you. Um, South African coach uh, Jacques Ninabar, he's made 14 changes from the side that beat um, Scotland in the opening game. Of course, they're playing Romania and Bordeaux. And the interesting talking point out of that is he's named four halfbacks in his side. Cobus um, Ronak, who will start at halfback. Uh, Grant Williams, who's a halfback, he's playing on the wing. And Jaden Hendricks and Fafta Klerk, two more halfbacks, are both on the bench. But Fafta Klerk apparently is a backup ten as well, very good ten. Um, so interesting. So Damian Vilansa, he's the only player to keep his place, but uh, he played fullback last weekend. He'll be playing first five this coming weekend. Uh, we'll take a break for new sport and weather. We've got more Rugby World Cup headlines coming at you after that.
0: Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup headline hour on afternoons with Staffy.
1: Out of the Australian camp, uh, star Wallabies prop Taniela Tupou has missed a key training session ahead of Australia's all-important test against Fiji and France. And Eddie Jones is weighing up whether to again pick a surprise star player I thought last game Ben Donaldson a fullback or whether Andrew Callaway will get a will get a run uh, last week there was some concern Samu Kurevi wouldn't play against Georgia after he missed a warm up with the teammates during the week but he was selected and he played well in their opening match uh, 35-15 win in Paris. Once again there were raised eyebrows at Wallabies training on Wednesday when Tupou walked out in his joggers His forwards and backs were split up and run through their paces Uh, But as we know, Eddie Jones, he likes to keep the media guessing and is keeping his cards close to his chest ahead of the team announcement at 5.30pm Friday Australian time. So that'll be 3.30 our time. Uh, He said Taniela is on the sideline at the moment. He's got a bit of a hamstring complaint. And we're just going to monitor him to see how he goes over the next couple of days. He didn't train today, but that's not unusual for Taniella. Don't you guys worry. Um, and of course, the Wallaby set piece is really good. Um, they're going to probably target Fiji Scrum on the weekend, and Taniella Tupou would be a big part of that, resuming his place at Tight Head Prop after a fantastic display in Paris. Um, Really cool story here, actually. In 2007, referee Wayne Barnes, he took charge of the Island Georgia game um, at the last Rugby World Cup in France, last time it was in France, and watching that match in uh, Tbilisi, which is a Georgian town, was 12-year-old Nika Amashakouili. And it was one of the first games of rugby he had seen. He was inspired to become a referee after that game and 13 years after watching Barnes officiate the pair worked together on the Scotland-France game in the 2020 Autumn Nations Cup. The Georgian official took charge of his first Rugby World Cup match on Saturday as the referee of Ireland, Romania and rather poetically, Wayne Barnes was one of the assistant referees on the sideline and after the match uh, Wayne Barnes tweeted and said, how good is that I get to run touch for him today in the Rugby World Cup. That is a cool, cool story. Another story I liked was, um, you know what flash mobs are? Welsh fans organised one to take place in Bordeaux before the team played Fiji on Sunday. And there's a Cardiff-based choir over there who spread the word secretly and got a good response from other choirs. And they performed some Welsh songs, um, which I can't pronounce Uh, because it's all in Welsh, but uh, it was a huge success, and now they're planning to do the same at the three other locations for the Welsh remaining pool games in Nice, Lyon, and Nantes. Great stories. Lots of good stories coming out of the World Cup. Uh, England. Let's have a little listen to England. Ollie Lawrence, uh, English centre. Um, Of course, they didn't have a great build-up, To the World Cup, but they saved a very good performance for last weekend to pan over Argentina. Ollie Lawrence was asked what he put down to England's form reversal against Argentina.
5: Um, I think obviously going into the game, the first game of of, uh, of the group stages, I think we realised that we probably made mistakes and didn't have the perfect games in the in the warm up games. Um, but I think that kind of was the best thing for us because it really allowed us to identify what we needed to work on within the group. Um, and obviously taking that into the, the first game against Argentina was huge. Um, unfortunately, we've, we've played with down numbers a couple of times in, in the warm stages and um, it's not ideal, but we really get I think it just shows the character of the group, we get behind each other and we, um, we push that extra couple of percentages to, to, to take care of the, the man that's not on the field. So ideally, yeah, we, we won our 15 players on the field, but I think this weekend um, we really got behind each other and we just, we never stopped throughout the the, the whole 80 minutes. Um, and yeah, we, we came out the, the right end of the scoreboard and I think that's credit to the team really. I don't think um, we gave Argentina a look in um, and it was a proud performance and, and definitely one we want to continue the momentum going into this weekend.
1: Ollie Lawrence was joined at the media conference uh, by one of the assistant coaches and he was, it was put to him that after beating Argentina, there could be an expectation that you're going to roll through the group now. Uh, definitely not. This is where you show um, what sort of team you are, what sort of professional you are, um, both as coaches and players to go. You can you can sit and think, oh, that's a job well done, or you can
2: sit
5: and think, right, what are the many areas that we can tighten up and improve on? Uh, let's push on. Um, let's keep improving. Uh, let's get after it this week. We started that excellently today.
1: Back to Ollie Lawrence. What does he expect to be dished up by the Japanese this weekend?
5: Um, yeah, they like to move the ball about. Um, I think we've identified that. start started the week today, just reviewing a bit of how they're going to play. Um, we've kind of got an idea now as to as to what their threats are. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of come up with a plan now to shut that down. Um, it's going to be exciting to see how we go throughout the week and then perform on Sunday.
1: And of course England uh, sort of did go back to type, didn't they? The final score divided by three, no tries. So one of the Junos asked Idley Lawrence if there was a frustration amongst the back division that you're just not scoring tries.
5: Um, I wouldn't say it's a frustration, I think at the end of the day the main thing for us is we want to win games of rugby, which, whichever way that is. Um, as backs we know that we probably need to step up and we need to try and find those opportunities to, to score tries and we're working on that constantly throughout training. Um, um, I think last week we had, a, we had a really good week in training, uh, probably one of our best ones and we attacked well, we defended well and um, the game that was on Saturday, like I said, didn't present itself for us to, to for us to attack in the way we wanted to at times, um, but we're working on it in training and we're building each day um, and like I said, hopefully it will come, come true this weekend.
1: And yes, this weekend is seven o'clock in the morning, Monday. Uh, England, Japan, live here on SCNZ. Scotty Sturmo, Stevenson, and Ant Strawn, bringing you the call. Also in the English camp, Prop Joe Marla, who's never afraid to mince words. He claims that the environment that Steve Borthwick has created, remember he took over from Eddie Jones, he said it is now unrecognisable from the one he previously quit with players now comfortable to smile and be themselves within the training camp. He originally came out of retirement for the 2019 Rugby World Cup and later withdrew himself for selection for the 2021 Six Nations and the Tour of Australia under previous head coach Eddie Jones. He's now 33 and he admitted it previously was a chore coming into the England camp, needing a face-to-face meeting with Borthwick to persuade him to commit, uh, commit to England's campaign this year. And he's had no cause for second thoughts. He says, commitment has never been greater with Borthwick allowing individuals freedom to express themselves. And he goes on to say, having been out of the previous environment for 18 months and then coming back into Steve's environment and experiencing it for the first time in a World Cup camp and now here, there has been a huge difference in terms of how a lot of the group have felt, who they can be and how they can behave, Marla said. Uh, He thinks it's a massive effect on how they're approaching training and how they are now enjoying themselves both on and off the pitch. It's a backhand Eddie Jones. We shall take a break. Uh, You're free to call us on 0800 Your thoughts on the All Blacks uh, team that they've picked? A lot of changes. I was surprised Ritalik and Whitelock both playing this week. Uh, Surely they will have the following game off, but Love to hear your thoughts on the selections that uh, Foster and Co have made for this weekend.
0: Getting you through the day like a hot cover after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. 0800
1: 150 811 is our number, and that's the number that the Life member has rung. Zaid, g'day Zaid.
6: Uh, Good afternoon, Um, good to see another upset last night in the um, Bunnings MPC, old um, counties Manical getting that um, last minute try and um, uh, the young guy getting a good conversion, but um, counties looked um, real good actually in both halves, you know, Um, conceded, um, then went up, I think it was, uh, they were up one stage, I think 17 and then they, um, half time was 17 all, then they conceded two tries and then came back and scored another two tries and won the game. Yeah, so, you know, great to
1: see. Brilliant and, game.
6: Uh, and obviously being from Auckland, great to see Canterbury, you know, two losses in a row now. So oh, no,
1: you Auckland. never applaud other people's <laughs> demise, Zaid. Otherwise, you'd give me rings every week. <laughs> Good to see Manawatu lost every week, you'd say to me.
6: No, it's, it's a Cantabs, matter mate. I don't mind about Manawatu. <laughs> <laughs> they won enough trophies, mate. Last few years in Super Rugby, so... <laughs> You know, when you can, when you can always see Canterbury losing something in sports, it's good.
1: I understand. <laughs> I understand, So All right. Have uh, you? But
6: yeah, on, on the ABs team, um, yeah, great to see um, Nipo and Offer getting a go, and the um, props together. Because, um, and then we've obviously brought bringing the impact of Fletcher Newell and the Groot off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, obviously Anton and David Harvey. But I'm, um, I'm interested to see how this uh, Roy Guy McKenzie. Partnership goes. Um, you know, McKenzie's got the um, you know, um, nimble bit of speed and you know, but something a bit different. So good to see him. And obviously, my mate Dalton starting back again. Jake is some and for. That's what I thought they were going to do last week when Kane got injured. But they started Tupou Vai, which, you know, he didn't didn't quite provide. But you know, he's coming off the bench and you know, he'll have another opportunity this week. But um, I hope we just put the foot on the Mibians, If we can get some early tries and let Firenuku and Caleb Clark just let, demolish them, and hopefully we can put a good. 50, 60 points and just run with the ball. Um, don't need to kick it, you know. Um, and yeah, just, just drive. Namibians score as many tries as possible, really. I think this is the game to kind of have a bit of a party and chuck the ball around, really, you know. Yeah. yeah what our strength is, because if we want to win the World Cup and get to a semi or a final, is we have to play running rugby, because you saw it last week, and Mark Talia scored those two tries. And, um, you know, Ian Smith was saying earlier and on his show, we, we shouldn't kick the ball away, you know what I mean? Kick the ball to corners is fine, but just not kicking the ball away all night, then work against France. And you can see with Fayonuku and Talia and Clark, we've got the pace and the good players that can run with the ball. Well, Jordan, you know, we've got a fast team, but we just need to get the ball to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining game, Aid with plenty yeah. of points. Well, they're better to be. They're better to be. But,
6: but there, could, there, could, there could be a lot of big scoring games this weekend because you've got France, Uruguay tomorrow, um, Namibia, South Africa, England, Japan. So there could be some um, big scoring games this weekend. Yeah. Um, who is it? Tong- Tonga as well, Island. So there could be some massive um, games. I think most games will be over that thirteen plus mark, really.
1: Yeah, I do too. Good man, Zay. Thank you, Champion. We'll go to Darren and Aussie. G'day, Darren.
7: Hey, Stappy. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Mate, I printed off the team list and I've, I've, I've made it real simple. I put ticks and question marks <laughs> along the names. Like My it. First question mark is. It's Taki Aho. I, I don't know what's going on with that bloke, but last year he was a beast. And this year he just, I don't know, just doesn't seem to be the the guy that he was. I hope that's going to change.
1: He's got a couple of games to sort it. I, I tend to agree, um, not second-year blues or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he's such a powerful player. So, yep, good observation. Yeah.
7: Um, Zade's not going to like me here but I've put a question mark against Papa Lee <laughs> I want him to be a number 7 because he's certainly not playing like one right now you
1: know? I, uh, I've long had a question mark against Dalton Papa Lee in the black jersey I'm afraid of, and uh, I'm not saying he's a bad player um, he's had a lot of chances he's had a lot of chances
7: yeah Yep. Um, moving forward I've got two question marks against Bowden Barrett at 15. <laughs> I, I found
1: that very interesting.
7: I just, I, I would, I, why not put Will Jordan at 15 and just let him run amok and get his confidence back? And, oh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Maybe he's got a niggle. Maybe he will play the next game, uh, Uruguay. Yeah, uh, I guess that looking at these next two games as as a, a one-game parcel when it comes to minutes for these players, etc. Yeah,
7: but the next game is bloody Italy, and we need to be firing on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you.
7: Yeah. Um, anyway, I've got a question mark against Aaron Smith. Why is he even there? Like, yes, I agree. Him. He He played. I thought he played so well against Dupont last week. I, I was so impressed with him. He shut him down. I agree. Um, and the other, the other question mark I've got, which I've added to the team, is Tamati Williams question mark Where is he?
1: <laughs> I know. Again, might be a niggle. Might be a niggle.
7: I hope not. Mm. But yeah, I just, I just want to see these guys play. You know, yeah. like Roy got at number nine. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. And Nuku. But uh, oh, sorry, another minor question mark. Why is Clark on the other wing?
1: I don't know that one either. Because you're asking all the same questions as me. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, Darren, we've got a scoot. Cheers, buddy. Um, John, you hold on there. I'll give you a full two minutes after this break.
0: Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffi on SENZ.
1: Righto, John, we've got two minutes to the news. Away you go. Hey, Staffi, what's our
8: odds for the All Blacks scoring 100 points?
1: I'll look it up stay tuned I'll look it up and find out for you <laughs> that's a big <laughs> lot of points mate
8: well honestly if they want to prove to the country that you know they're on, on task to winning a world cup I think that's the bare minimum isn't it
1: 100 a points team
8: ranked, a team that's ranked uh, 22nd in the world I think yeah. it has to be close to 80 or 100 surely
7: okay. especially with
8: that firepower in the back line um, uh, you know, I was looking at that front row, and our two props are over 130 kgs, our hook is 125 kgs, so that must be, uh, imagine if they had Tomaiti Williams on the bench. So that's a big forward pick, It's a big front row.
1: It's a monster.
8: Yeah, and and those Namibian boys are big as well, you know, they like the steak, but surely like I said, surely the All Blacks can put 80 to 100 points on this team. Well, I've and got. If they can't, there must be something
1: wrong. All Black total points, they're predicting. Well, TAB's got 77 or more, $1.90. So double your money for that. I'll see if I can find an even bigger one for you.
8: Yeah, that'll be great, mate. Hey, I can hear the music in the background.
1: Oh, I'm you're a professional. County. You're a professional, John. <laughs> Good on you, champion. There he is, John from Auckland. He knows the rules. This is awesome. Hey, Bill Pelgin from the Newcastle Knights two-time grand final winner. Very delighted to have him on the show ahead of the Warriors. Newcastle Knights, he's after this news.